Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, soon to be 11 in several months, and homeschooling veteran mom of 30 years. Welcome to the show. I'm so thankful that you're here today. If you have not had a chance to check out the three books that I have published, I would love for you to check those out. You can get them at DorendaWilson.com or at Amazon. The three books are The Unhurried Homeschooler, The Four-Hour School Day, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. I'm getting ready to release a fourth book on March 5th. This is called Raising Boys to Men, a simple, mercifully short book on raising and homeschooling boys. I'm super excited to get this book into the hands of moms. And if you want to keep up with what's going on with that and participate in some of the giveaways that are going to be happening as we build up to launch day, please subscribe to my email newsletter. When you do that, you're actually going to also receive the free gift of having access to Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart devotional. This is a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschool moms. That will be yours to access for free if you sign up to my email list. Be sure to use the link in the show notes to do that. That's the only way to get to that and to get that particular gift. So I hope you'll do that and join me in as we move toward launching Raise, Raising Boys to Men. I also send out an email weekly and it's just got encouragement and all kinds of fun stuff in it. So I hope you'll do that. Also, if you go to my website, to the podcast page on my website, um, there are, are soon to be 500 episodes there. So it can be really hard to figure out which ones you want to listen to. So we have created a search bar that's at the top of the list of episodes on the podcast page. All you have to do is enter keywords and those episodes will come up. So we can thank my son, Luke, for that. I'm so thankful for him. He is such an awesome guy. All right, if you've got teens, be sure to listen past the prayer at the end of this episode for an amazing opportunity for young adults. And y'all, I have to let you know that we had our 10th grandbaby born just a couple of weeks ago. She was six pounds, six ounces, um, 19 inches long, and just a little sweetie. She was born at home, healthy and strong. And some of you know that when our son and his wife's first baby was born, we had a little run-in with CPS because the baby ended up uh, needing to go to the hospital briefly for for um, a, a little something that needed to be dealt with. Um, but it's interesting because that was quite a wild ride. And I think it's important for us to remember that legal encounters with child protective services are not just limited to school age children or toddlers. My own family situation in 2022 actually involved, like I said, our newborn grandson who ended up in the hospital. Laws regarding newborn health procedure and medical opinions can sometimes clash with parental rights. Heritage Defense has represented many Christian homeschool families in these kinds of situations. So if you intend to homeschool but only have very young children or even just expecting your first, I encourage you to sign up with Heritage Defense. Membership benefits include 24-7 hotline to a Christian attorney, full legal representation from initial contact all the way to court if needed, and legal consultations at no additional cost. All of this is only $19 a month 
or $190 a year. You can learn more in the show notes and be sure to share this with any young parents who might benefit from the membership. I am so thankful that we did not have to have an experience like that again with this second birth, but we're praising God for this new sweet little girl after I think we've had five grandsons since we've had a granddaughter. So super excited about that. I also wanna just run by you real quickly Um, a great math curriculum that I highly recommend. And maybe you're looking for a new math curriculum. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Creative graphics and animations synchronized with the friendly voice of internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, makes learning math easy and effective. CTC is also favorably reviewed by Kathy Duffy's 103 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your child break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. So visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. So I have received several requests over probably the last year or so that I would talk about the change of life. In other words, perimenopause, menopause, all of that. So every time I would get that request, I would kind of cringe and finally had to ask myself why. And it's because I was hesitant to share my own story because I honestly have some regrets about how I walked through that. Um, And it's interesting because I was talking to two of my daughters and I told them that. And they looked at me quizzically like, what do you mean you didn't go through it well? And so that was a good sign to me that whatever I experienced wasn't necessarily directly affecting them, which was my prayer. Honestly, I I didn't want any relationships to be, um, for lack of a better term, destroyed through my experience with menopause or perimenopause. So Here's the thing, I have seen this happen so many times where women in that age group who are in that stage of life, um, it's like they've lost their minds, you know, and they have don't have self-control and um, they're super emotional, depressed. And there's, there, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I can completely empathize with that. But as a believer, I was really wanting to go through that phase of life well. And... I just felt like I fumbled through it, honestly. I mean, I kept going back to the Lord, but I feel like I waited too long between um, just those times of really allowing his peace to guard my heart and mind, um, wishing I would have done that more often. And so we look at Philippians that says, you know, basically um, be anxious for nothing. Okay, there's no caveat there. There's no caveat that says, Um, be anxious for nothing except if you're in perimenopause. Be anxious for nothing except if you're in menopause. Now, I'm not saying that we can't feel physically, uh, physical ramifications for the hormones, but here's the question is, what are we gonna do with that? How are we going to respond to that? And so what it says in Philippians is, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
And I feel like that's something I should have leaned a little harder into. I felt like a pinball machine, quite on, or, you know, like a pinball in a pinball machine, quite honestly. And there are a lot of reasons for that. But before I dive into kind of a little more of my story, I, I want to tell you that, you know, I didn't think a ton about perimenopause and menopause. I just sort of put it out of my mind because I had never heard it spoken of well. I had never heard it um, other than super, super negative connotations. I was honestly terrified. And I think that's probably why a lot of moms are asking me to talk about it because it is scary. There's not a lot of good, solid resources out there. So I'm hoping that today, at least some of what I'm going to share will benefit you. Um, I don't have all the answers. I don't have a clear path for you through perimenopause and menopause. It is a time of really needing to cling to the Lord and exercise wisdom. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. But I didn't have a lot to go off of. So my grandma had 10 kids by the time she was 36. And right after the 10th one, she had a complete hysterectomy because she was having super, super heavy bleeding. And that's just what they did back in the 60s. They just took it all out. It's a problem. We're taking it out. And my mom um, was having some real problems with heavy bleeding and all that and really tried to, you know, tried to handle it, but it just got to be too much. And so she had just her uterus taking taken out. So that was in the 90s. So they were doing a little less invasive, a little less extreme, but they took her uterus and left her ovaries, but that still launched her into basically into menopause. And I just, I didn't see her a lot during that time because I was, I was married out of the house, lived a couple states away from her, but I just remember her being super depressed at times and really hopeless. And she had other things going on in her life as well, which complicated things. And I think that's honestly probably the case for most of us. <laughs> By the time we get to this phase of our life, the season of our life, there's usually a lot going on. And I believe that that is not a mistake that God has made. I, I believe that there he has a plan and a purpose in it. So before I dive into that, let's let me just tell a little bit of my story. So I think I started perimenopause. I want to say around 40. And why I say 40 is because I started having some trouble sleeping where in the past I have just, I would lay down and sack out and have no problem sleeping. And if I woke up, no problem getting back to sleep. And all of a sudden I started having some problems with that. And so that was kind of the beginning of it. And, and I, I, that was my main issue for actually quite a few years before my periods got heavier and more irregular. And, you know, they didn't, that part didn't last very long for me. So I was really thankful for that. But perimenopause can be a 10-year process before you're actually through um, what they call postmenopause. It's weird how they word everything. I think perimenopause is just kind of the beginnings of it. Um, menopause is when you're heading into having, I think, irregular periods. And then postmenopause, from what I'm reading, is when you have not had a period for a year. So um, there's a lot of, it's so different for every woman because we are not robots. There are so many factors that go into how our bodies go through this process. Um, and my biggest suggestion would be to go into that as healthy as possible, not just physically, 
but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, Asking the Lord to prepare you. I actually did do that. I asked the Lord to prepare me for that season. And, you know, I believe he did. Um, I just think it's just not, it's not an easy season. Now, some people sail through it. There are a few here and there who seem to stay pretty stable. Um, I was not one of those people, but what I did, I think I tended to do was internalize it so that it wouldn't affect the people around me or would affect them as little as possible. And maybe I just have an awesome, wonderful family that just was extra understanding. But by the way, the way my girls looked at me the other day when I said I didn't do that, you know, menopause thing well, they kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I realized that a lot of the struggles and the anxiety that I was feeling, I kept very much inside. I don't know if that was healthy or not, but it definitely had some ramifications in terms of like physical ramifications and all of that. So that's how it started. That's kind of like a a brief flyover. Um, Started having trouble sleeping. Um, That was the kind of the beginning of it. And then in my 40s, when I was 42 and 44, I had two miscarriages. Um, And those were really, really hard to recover from. You know, I'd had three miscarriages in my 20s and I seemed to bounce back so much quicker. This literally took months and months and months. So that was another kind of indicator to me that I was heading into a different season of life. Um, My kids were making, you know, really beginning to make a lot of important life decisions during that time. So we're trying to navigate this with, you know, several teenagers who are just one after the other, you know, graduating and going into the season where they're choosing spouses, they're deciding on careers. We didn't do the direct, directly go to college, do not, you know, pass go, Uh, you know, it's, it's, it was for us, it was a, um, experimental things. So they were trying different things out. They had needed to talk a lot about that stuff and they were learning to hear from the Lord. And so just navigating that. And then not just that, but we moved across the country from the Pacific Northwest to North Carolina. And that was a major, major, major move. And um, we moved to a town where I knew two people, the Airbnb hosts that we had stayed with and our real estate agent. That was it. So it was a whole thing to move. Most of our family came with us. Um, We did have our tribe with us, which was helpful, but everything was brand new. And anybody who's made a big move like that, you know what I mean. It's so much. So that had happened. Um, I sort of left all my history and friends and family behind in the Pacific Northwest. So that was a whole thing that I'm not sure I really fully grieved at the time. Um, there was just too much going on. It's like, I didn't have time. My body was doing all kinds of stuff. Kids were trying to adjust and and struggling to adjust. And so it was like just this constant kind of pouring out. So, um, then of course I'm feeling like really at the end of the day, what it, what it really felt like was that my brain, my, my emotions and in like mentally, I could not seem to keep up with my body's changes and with what was going, the changes that were going on outside of my body with our family and the move and just all the changes happening in my life. And a couple episodes ago, I talked about when life feels overwhelming and I've been there many, many times. So on that episode, I'm sharing um, about how to approach 
these seasons when life is overwhelming um, for whatever reason. It could be hormones. It could be lots of other things. So I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to read that or listen to that. A couple other things that happened during that time was because I had heavy periods. I was also anemic and didn't realize it. So when you're absolutely exhausted and you're navigating all these other things that I just mentioned, um, I also was unknowingly exposed to mold. And I don't know how much of an effect that had. There was just no way to gauge what was having the most effect on me. It was just so much going on. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety, some depression, and it was a slow journey out of that. And one of the things that I did was I went ahead and did this coaching thing through Nutrition Dynamics. It's something my daughter had done. It had worked really well for her. Um, And it works well for a lot of people, but... What I found was by the time I did it for, I don't know, six months, eight months, something like that, I just felt like I had spent a ton of money and um, it it maybe helped some, but I think the biggest benefit from that journey was that they had me take what's called a Dutch test. And that was incredibly revealing. So by the time I got to this point, okay, so before I finish the story, Before I did the nutrition dynamic and the Dutch test and all that, I spent a boatload of money at a naturopath, a naturopathic clinic, thousands, thousands of dollars. And all this doctor did, and I'm not saying they all do this. There are some great ones out there. All she did was just continue to load me up with supplements. And I'm spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on supplements. And every time I go in, she wants me to go on more supplements. Finally, I looked at her and said, is there any point at which I'm going to like be able to back off on some of these? And she said, no, you'll, you'll definitely have to keep taking these. And I thought to myself, this doesn't seem right to me. I, I don't want to live my life like taking supplements like you would take a pharmaceutical medication. Supplements are better. But at the end of the day, is that actually the most helpful thing? Because, you know, I mean, how many supplements can you actually, can your body actually use? It's just, it felt like too much I was spending too much money and I just dropped it and walked away from it. And that's when eventually several months later, I did Nutrition Dynamics. Um, Again, could be helpful for some of you. It was helpful for my daughter um, for different reasons. But again, I think when we got to the point of the Dutch test, that is what really revealed um, what was going on. So you can actually purchase a Dutch test with a consultation. You will do it through Nutrition Dynamics, but you don't have to go with their program if you don't want to. They can just give you some helpful suggestions on how to help what's going on with you hormonally. And so what happened was the results I got back were this. My cortisol was through the roof. I had no progesterone. I had very little estrogen and I had basically no, so no, basically no progesterone and very little estrogen um, and basically very little testosterone. So that's where I sat with it. Now, they recommended that I get some supplements of progesterone and um, some testosterone. I thought these were bioidentical. I did not ask enough questions and I think I was kind of desperate at the time, so I didn't actually... Um, investigate further. 
So I ended up taking the progesterone, ended up giving myself a testosterone shot twice a week. And I did that for about a year and a half. I do think it was helpful. If I had to do it over again, I would have tried to navigate towards bioidentical hormones, not just regular. I thought that's what I was getting. That was not what I was getting. But you know, God is sovereign and he's good and it's messy and it's chaotic, but he took care of me through all of it. So I ended up on that. I'm still on the progesterone. I got off the testosterone because when I went to my uh, a new doctor, um, she informed me that they were having me take ridiculous amounts of testosterone. Well, it turns out I didn't have the dosage right. So I was barely giving myself any that whole time. So I don't know whether that was a psychological effect that it, I, I improved or not, but I'm thankful for the mistake because there can be some huge negative ramifications from taking uh, too much testosterone. So God, again, I saw his sovereign hand over my life and that he just used that to help me get through. So I think my advice with that all being said is we can become really desperate really quickly. And we can spend a lot of money really quickly. That's very tempting. And I'll tell you what, the marketing industry is waiting for women like us. So we need to be super, super careful and very discerning. And I had to lean pretty hard into my husband to help me decide whether to do things or not. And it was hard for him because he saw me struggling. He wanted to help me, but at the same time, it's like, how much money do we spend? How, you know, how do we, how do we do this? And so I had to just really um, lean into him for that. Um, so ultimately I just have only just been on progesterone, just a hundred milligrams a day for right now. And I, I'm, I'm hoping at some point I'll be able to, to get off of that as well. Um, I had no trouble getting off the testosterone. That was not a problem. Uh, probably because I wasn't taking the right amount, which again was a blessing from the Lord. But all this to say, um, that happened. And then several months later, uh, when our son, who's on the spectrum, ended up uh, having some real, he was having a lot of trouble, we had a biofeedback clinic um, recommended to us. And this particular clinic, if you're in the North Carolina area, it's in Hickory. It's called Therapeutic Techniques. Um, fantastic. So incredibly reasonably priced. The thing that I loved about it is we went in, we got tested. It was maybe 130 bucks for the testing and then whatever for the supplements. And then you wait two months before you go back because he uses a lot of homeopathy. So things that help your body heal itself. And so I think out of everything, that's probably been one of the most helpful things is, the, is a biofeedback clinic. So that's something I would recommend. Um, I don't know what you have in your area, but that is something that we have found to be economical and gentle. I don't know that they're all economical. This particular one is. So as we are walking through this very, can be a very fiery season, a very difficult, hard season, it's really important that we keep perspective. And so I think the encouragement that I would give to you is to think of what you're walking through with your hormones and all of that as a type of trial or affliction. So we handle it accordingly. We handle it biblically, not as a victim, but as a child of God 
with a Savior who sympathizes with our weaknesses and is continually accessible so we can find grace and mercy to help us in our time of need. Now, I just did a podcast episode with Wes on how believers uh, how believers should handle suffering. So that would also be a very good one to go back and listen to. He had so many good, um, he had just such good scriptures and it very much addressed trials and afflictions and persevering and trusting the Lord. Um, I also have done several anxiety episodes. So I would encourage you again to use the search bar to find those. So on the podcast page of my website is the only place you can find it. It's at the very top of the list of episodes. I have several episodes on anxiety. I also have several episodes called Unhurried Word of God. And so I basically... what I do is I read scripture very, very slowly. That's the bulk of that episode. And this is what we need, moms. We need to immerse ourselves in God's word, the word, the truth of God's word, because our emotions are going to want to pull us different directions. And the enemy knows when we're in that season of life, how vulnerable we are, and he doesn't care. That is when he will attack. And this is why we need to guard our hearts diligently. The scripture says, guard your hearts, be diligent to guard your hearts because out of it, your whole life flows out of your inner life, your heart. So these unhurried word of God episodes, each one I focus on specific topics, scriptures that are on specific topics. So the sovereignty of God, God's goodness, complaining and thankfulness, God's steadfast loving kindness, the good shepherd, what a good shepherd he is. This is what we need to hear. These are the things we need to hear when we're in afflictions and when we're experiencing trials. So this is what we need to hear when we're struggling with our hormones. Okay, Um, the other thing we have to remember is that like any trial, this season can make us stronger or it can ebb away at the foundation of our faith. So we must keep our eyes on the Lord. We must take our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, train ourselves to find rest in Him. I have a whole series, four-part series on finding rest in the Lord, particularly the emotional one. I think they all apply definitely in this, for this particular topic of perimenopause and menopause. But Emotions, that one on emotions, I think is super powerful. So I'll leave that series in the show notes. But the reminder here is to specifically not to give in to our unstable emotions. We are not going to be able to trust our emotions. Um, we, we can't typically. They can be an indicator, a warning light, but they make a horrible GPS And especially during this particular season, we have to be very diligent to not allow our emotions to run the show. So the one regret that I can say that I don't have is that I did not wreck any relationships because of this life change. And I was talking to one of our daughters the other day when we were having this conversation. um, And I said, I don't think I did menopause very well. And they looked at me surprised. Um, But one of them said, I do remember when you were in perimenopause and how much we struggled during that time. And I just remember specifically actually 
half joking, half not saying to the Lord, okay, so you've got me in perimenopause and you have me with teenage girls who are also very emotional because our two oldest were girls at the time. Our two girls were, uh, oldest girls were teens at the time. And I said, I, I just, it was like a recipe for an explosion. And that is something we just have to navigate with care and diligence and with an alertness and a, and a real dependency on the Lord. Because I, I really, seriously, I just said to the Lord, I don't, I don't know why you thought this was a good idea. I mean, really, you got this over here and this over here and you thought this was a good idea? You know, like, what were you thinking? Kind of joking, but kind of not. But you know, what I realized was this is exactly where God had me. This is exactly what God wanted. He wanted to take this time to do a deeply sanctifying work, not just in me, but also in my girls. It also was a great reminder of what they were going through. You know, I do feel like perimenopause, menopause is kind of like puberty on steroids. (laughs) So there is a certain amount of empathy that we can have towards specifically our teen girls when we are experiencing perimenopause. And I think that's a good, that's actually a good thing. And we can be talking with our girls about it and just basically saying, look, I am feeling what you're feeling probably magnified just because of the amount of responsibilities that I have in my life. But, but let me just say that I'm empathizing with you. I can, I can feel what you're feeling and I'm sorry that this is hard for you. And let's, let's try to do this together. Maybe we can support each other through this. And that could be a real bonding time with our girls, depending on how we handle it. It can become a wedge or it can become a bond. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for the nurturing mother-daughter relationships because the daughter that I just mentioned that I clashed with the most, she's the one that I did that episode with. And it was, I think, really, really good and really, really helpful. So I'll leave that link in the show notes. But I will say that one of the best things that we can do as we walk through menopause and perimenopause is to remain humble and willing to confess our sins to God and others. Because during this process, our weaknesses will be magnified. So it is an opportunity for sanctification and can help us become more effective Titus to women. That's one thing that I felt like the Lord really clarified to me. He said, if you walk through this well, I am equipping you to be a Titus to woman. And so when I realized that it was about more than just me, it kind of changed the game because we can become incredibly introspective and ridiculously self-focused during this time. But if you begin to think in terms of what if God wants to take this time that I'm suffering and, and you know, feeling as though I, this is a major affliction in my life, and I take this time and I do my very best to walk in obedience to the Lord, What if he's going to bless that and in turn bless 10, 20, hundreds, maybe thousands of other women through my trial, through my affliction and my suffering through perimenopause and menopause? I mean, what if that's the case? Okay. So if we think outside of ourselves and in service to others, so we're thinking outward and we're thinking upward, that can be a huge game changer. So 
we have to remember in the midst of all of this that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And his ways are not our ways. They're higher. His thoughts are higher. His ways are higher. So when he has placed us in this situation where we still have children at home, we're still homeschooling, and we're having to deal with our hormones, God has something good in all of it. We need to look for his presence, not his absence. And again, it can be tempting to become obsessed with our health, running from doctor to doctor, spending ridiculous amounts of money, and to do so from a place of fear. We are modeling to our kids, what does it look like to walk through trials and afflictions? And it is okay to be open with our children about what we're feeling. Like you can say, I'm, I'm having actually having an anxiety attack right now and um, it's probably hormone related. So could you pray for me? Or, you know, maybe you guys could just quiet down a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Could you help me out here? Get your kids on your team, be on their team, have them on your team. Be open with them and let them see that this is a trial, a struggle, an affliction. You don't have to protect them from it um, in terms of just being open and honest with them, but you also have an opportunity to model a life of faith as you walk through this. And I think uh, the, the idea that we can be running from doctor to doctor and doing so from a place of fear, um, again, I'm gonna tell you that marketers are counting on our desperation and desire to be wise in our own eyes. You see lots of sponsored ads when you, you know, start to get into that phase of life or if you've had that conversation and your phone hears it. All of a sudden you're hearing and seeing ads for this product and that product that, you know, is going to be a game changer for menopause and perimenopause. And I'm just going to tell you this. Go back to Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 8. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. That means acknowledging him in everything. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This, this moms, this will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So it can be tempting to run to man rather than God. Now, I'm not saying there might not be some things we need to experiment with, but do so prayerfully. And again, with your husband's help and direction, be very wary of spending loads of money and don't be distracted from what God's actual direction is because distractions slow down the process toward what God has actually called us to. You'll get there faster if you don't spend a bunch of time being distracted by this product and that product and not being led by the Lord in this particular phase of life. Our bodies are going to change. That's another thing that you need to be aware of. It's gonna change physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, some changes I've seen in my own body physically, I have always been very, very strong, very strong. Um, less, now I have less muscle tone. I have less strength. I have to work hard at... Um, keeping my strength up and my muscle tone up, I noticed I have less energy. I have to, a lot of days, make myself exercise. And one of the best things I've ever done is start walking in the mornings. There's a, a whole thing about, it's a whole topic out on the internet and it's, and it's incredibly helpful 
And it's this, that when you walk in the morning, there's certain light that is there that comes over the horizon into our eyes and actually balances our hormones, helps us have normal melatonin levels at normal times, which means we're going to sleep better. So that particular change in my life has been a game changer. So I would highly recommend that for the physical aspect um, that I was mentioning. Mentally, I have noticed that I get overwhelmed easier. My brain slows down uh, when I'm when I'm physically tired at a certain point. I also get overwhelmed by a lot of n- too much noise and a lot going on, and I have to navigate that um, either you know, adjust or leave or be honest with the people around me, specifically like when grandkids are in the house and they're, if they start running and being wild, we've just made a a rule that there's no running in the house and there's no wildness in the house. It's, that is an outside activity, which I actually did with my kids as well, but it's kind of a little more amplified now that I'm older. Emotionally, I wear down quicker. Um, And it's kind of hard sometimes mentally and emotionally to keep up with what's going on. Um, I often need more processing time and I do that actually in absolute silence. That is my best place. And and that's what you're going to have to figure out. You're going to have to prayerfully ask the Lord for the ways that you refresh in this particular season. For me, it's just quiet, just having quiet. And thankfully I have... um, most of the time, a pretty quiet house. But you all know we live sort of communal living with our, with several of our kids. So afternoons, uh, every afternoon, there's coffee time at three o'clock. Everybody comes to our house and there's lots of activity. It can be an hour or two. Sometimes it lasts three, but it's a wonderful uh, way for all of us to stay connected. So um, I'm not completely in a total quiet all the time, definitely not. And I'm thankful for that because I don't want to become uh, stuck in my ways. You know, a lot of older people just cannot handle any kind of noise because they never have it. And I want to make sure that I'm I'm balanced in that way. So I, I love how the Lord just put that together. So that is part of our daily rhythm and it's, it's helping me um, stay a little more balanced in that area. The other thing is like I said, I need more processing time, but I've also recognized not too much processing time or I become far too introspective. I need to keep serving and thinking outwardly and upwardly. We need to give ourselves time and space during this season and understand that this is a process. I've talked about this before. God loves the process. It is where he does his deepest work. So if God loves the process, we pray that he would help us love the process as much as is possible. And we can pray and ask God to help us do that, to see where he's working, to be thankful for what he's doing. So my suggestions, um, kind of in a nutshell, I've made several, but I want to, I just want to make a few more. Pray over every decision, stay in the word, lean into your husband for stability. You also, a good friend can be super helpful for that. Walk in the mornings, use, you can use melatonin, to help with sleep. That is a very natural, wonderful way to help with your sleep patterns. But I think if you're, once you start walking for a while, you will not need, uh, probably not need the melatonin. 
Also, if you find yourself not able to sleep well, uh, change sleep places. So don't stay in one place for more than 15 minutes if you're not falling asleep. Move to a different location. Um, I had to do that a lot over the years. Um, Also, no screens at least two hours before bed. Um, Or you can wear those blue light glasses. Also, no screens in the bedroom. This is the advice that I was given. I think it was really sound not to watch TV in bed because it sends a message to your body. We're very cyclical. Our bodies are very cyclical. So if we watch TV in bed, our body gets the message that, oh, this is where we watch TV. This is where we're somewhat stimulated. And it tends to uh, make our beds not an actual relaxing place. So we need to make sure that our bedrooms are a relaxing place place that our we it sends a message to our body that it's time to rest okay so um again i've heard bioidentical hormones are helpful i don't have any experience with that but i've heard wonderful things about them exercise eat well this is oftentimes when our past poor habits catch up with us and so we may have to really be intentional about changing how we eat so that we are keeping our blood sugar even and level. I'm currently diving into Trim Healthy Mama. I've avoided it for a while because it seemed a little bit complicated, but I've now got a friend walking me through it. So that's super helpful. They have a simple version of it in a book that you can purchase. The thing I love about it, it doesn't eliminate any food groups. Um, It helps keep your hormones level, blood sugar balance level. I noticed my blood sugar was more unstable since menopause. And so um, it can be great for weight loss, um, just a lot of things. So I'll leave a link in the show notes to that book as well. Um, So that my conclusion at the end of the day is when it's all said and done and you're on the other side of it, you are going to be somewhat of a different person. And so you kind of have a bit of a new body. It's sort of been rewired, I guess, reconstructed. And I think learning to embrace that is really, really essential. Like me learning to embrace that I need a certain amount of quiet, that I, um, you know, can handle a certain amount of chaos and all of that. But then I also need that downtime and just respecting and honoring the changes that are happening in our bodies and knowing that those changes are coming from the Lord. Finding contentment right where we are is so important. Now, we're not being content with sin, but with accepting and embracing the changes that God has allowed our bodies to experience and trusting that not one single thing is out of his control. So we're gonna be running to him. Lord, this change has happened. I don't know what to do with this. Please give me wisdom. And he promises in James that if we ask for wisdom, that he would give it to us generously, but we have to believe and not doubt. Sometimes that means we're gonna wait on him for answers. We're gonna wait on him and and ask him to help help our, our hearts to remain steadfast, trusting in the Lord, because moms, here's the truth. Nothing touches us that doesn't pass through his loving hands first. Remember Lamentations 3 verses 22 and 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Moms, God will remain faithful to you 
every single moment of every single day as you walk through perimenopause and menopause, knowing that this is a season of life that he has ordained for us and we want to walk through it well. We want to suffer well. We want to trust him in the midst of it. And and it's a process. Remember, it's all a process. And we have this great opportunity to deepen our trust in the Lord, to see his mighty hand at work as we walk through this particular season of life. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that you are with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You have good plans for us, Lord. Even in the midst of perimenopause and menopause, we are not victims. We are recipients of what you have allowed into our lives. And as hard as it can be, we thank you that we have the opportunity to grow leaps and bounds as we walk through this time. May we be found faithful to trust in you, to tether ourselves to you and to your word and to listen for the, the voice of the Holy Spirit to direct us as we walk through this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Moms, before you leave, I want to share that resource for teens. You know, we're all aware that the world is noisier than it's ever been before, crammed full of information, opinions, and claims about what's true. The need for our teenagers to be able to think critically is at an all-time high, but the unfortunate reality is that critical thinking skills amongst teens and young adults are at an all-time low. My friends at Excel College are passionate about reversing those statistics, and they're doing something about it. Excel College hosts a summer leadership camp where young leaders learn to discover God's truth, discern wisely, and live wholeheartedly and have fun doing it. With thrilling adventures like camping, rock climbing, and whitewater rafting, and expert training and certifications in categories from CPR to wilderness first aid, your teen will have the experience of a lifetime as they adventure into truth. Apply now at thexlcamp.org and select Dorinda Wilson for $100 off the camp. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Have a great day, ladies.